This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. I mean, say what you will, but I told my teammates I probably wasn't going to pass the ball. I made a couple shots, and they said, you know, that, that's fine with me. Um, I don't know if it'll be like that next game. I hope Tyler's the one that's in a position. He he feels that the rim is just so big that he can't miss, or Gorn, or Bam. Um, we got. I'm telling you, we got a lot of guys. We got a lot of guys, and guys are so comfortable, so confident. We're we're okay. Jimmy Butler, you done did it to me. You done did it to me. Welcome in, NBA Morning Deuce. (laughs) Oh, man, I can't believe I have to start off another episode with an apology, Alex. I cannot believe it. Um, But, hey, this is um, what I'm learning in in these playoffs is if you're a fan of a team and you listen to this podcast and you hear me dump on one of your players, it's probably a good thing because he's going to come out next game and he is going to give – he is going to show out just to prove me wrong. Um, I think you're being too hard on yourself there. You didn't dump on him too bad, but I do think he uh, he took exception to you maybe alluding to uh, Chris Middleton being the third best player in the uh, or being the second best player in the series. Well, and yeah, and well, let's so let's get to that. Let's just get right into that game. Um, heat, the Heat beat the Bucks last night, game one, one fifteen, one oh four. And yesterday, I, I'll address the Jimmy Butler thing first. So one of the things I was hearing about Jimmy Butler was the Heat are a real threat in this series because they got a guy to go to at the end of games in Jimmy Butler. And I pointed out that in, in clutch situations this year, Jimmy Butler was shooting 28% from the field. And in the playoffs over the last like four years, he was like three of 11 in clutch situations. Tonight, down two or tied, I believe, whatever it was, it was a close game. It was within two points with under five minutes left. Jimmy Butler goes five for five in the last five minutes of the game, scores 13 points, multiple pull-up jumpers. He hit a three. Finished with 40 points, career playoff career high, and just gave me a real F you. A lot just, of screaming, too. He did a lot of screaming in that fourth he des- quarter, which you know I what? appreciate it. He deserved. <laughs> he deserved. Yeah, yeah, he was feeling himself. Um, uh, he deserved to awesome. scream as much as he wanted to. I mean, it was just... It was an amazing performance. Now, we'll say this. I'm already seeing people on Twitter overreacting to one game by Jimmy Butler particularly Kevin O'Connor from The Ringer, who I believe is a pretty big Philly guy. Because, yeah. yeah, he tweeted, Jimmy Butler is a championship player. It's un, unapolog- can't apologize or whatever to the to the Sixers for letting him go. 
Jimmy Butler's never been out of the second round. So, by that by that metric, Nikola Vucevic is a championship player because in game one, he had 35 on the Bucks and they won, and the Magic won. It's so... It, here it comes, the reactionary NBA fans, and it's going to happen down here too because especially in in Florida, like Florida fans anywhere in the state are just absurd, right, when it comes to this stuff. Like there's an outlet down here called Five Reasons Sports, and they're like a reputable South Florida sports outlet. By the way, we were supposed to have Jonathan Zaslow on today. He's going to be on later in the week. He got caught up with the Heat post game, so I know I teased that. He'll be on later in the week. Um, Five Reasons Sports, this is a, a legit from their main Twitter account tweeted, just got two texts from associates of players who are in the know that said heat in five. That's some, <laughs> that's some, that's some high level reporting there. That's bizarre, actually. High level associate. So, so a couple is it of, rigged? Is so it already couple, established? So, a couple players' buddies texted you and said they think the Heat are going to win in five. Cool. Like, what are we? <laughs> it was I'm, one game. I might have to tap into my savings and uh, hit up hit up Vegas if, if we're getting reports like that. I mean, what else? I mean, that's. Cr- I like, would like to say personally, I have never overreacted to anything. After oh yeah, game ever. One. So I, I I don't really understand all this. But the Heat Heat fans have got to be thrilled. That was a great win. I do think you're you might be at risk here of getting like getting ahead of yourself. This is going to be a series. I'm I'm oh, positive of that. This course. is going to be a series. But of the course. Heat looked good, and the Bucks after that first quarter they looked like a shell of themselves. And uh, I just got to tip my hat to the Heat. They just looked fantastic, and they didn't even get that much offensively from bam he didn't have a bad game by any means but he only had well, they 12 got what points. They, i mean he only averages 16 points a game um yeah. but yeah i mean he like i put his line there 12 points 17 rebounds six assists two steals i said he is so close man he is so close to being an absolute superstar mm-hmm. there's two there's up. so many there's a couple there's so many times and he actually got better in the second half but in the first half when he gets the ball in mid range or at the elbow, he just would not. He doesn't. He didn't even look at the rim. Like he didn't even make himself a threat to score in those positions. In the second half, he hit a couple mid range jumpers, which totally changes his ability on the offensive end. If he can even knock down two or three of those in a game, he's going to be an. It's going to be. Uns, he's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll admit I hadn't I hadn't watched a ton of him this year and I was skeptical kind of of the things you were saying about him being able to like physically handle Giannis and he could he is he's a strong yeah. dude well they did that as and a he was getting too. to rim yeah. pretty easily yeah well exactly and, and he then, wasn't finishing but right well yeah. he had those two he had like back-to-back possessions where he went right at Giannis and just sort of bullied him and he missed yeah. both and I think that might have messed with his confidence a little bit which is like ah it shouldn't. It should have boosted his confidence, right? because <laughs> he didn't go back. They didn't. He didn't go back to it. They didn't go back to it. But, um, yeah. I mean, after the the first quarter, the Heat sort of controlled, pretty much controlled the game. The rest, they scored forty two points in the paint and twenty eight points off turnovers. It's pretty dominant. It is, Which, especially with as, and- as dominant as you can say an eleven point win that came pretty much down to the wire. Mm-hmm. And Stan Van Gunny made the point on the broadcast that the Bucks have established this uh, elite defense by defending the paint. You know, it's not like they right. are elite at defending the three. They really lock down the paint 
And the Heat flipped that on its head tonight. Um, we got to talk about Dragic as well. Yeah, Dragic, totally. I mean, Dragon. He, we'll go with the Dragon. Yeah, he's been great the whole playoffs. Yeah. I mean, he's been great the whole series. Now, I will say, not that not that it's going to change, to- like drastically change things, but Eric Bledsoe didn't play. So I would be interested just if he's there. He's not, you know, a, a, he's not some kind of like stud all NBA defender, but he's definitely better than George Hill. Um, so a lot, so some of these plays were tragic. is just going right by him, getting into the paint or getting to the mid range. Maybe doesn't happen as much with Bledsoe, but, but not taking anything away from him. He, he's been great all series or, or he was great in their last series and he was, he looks great. He's another guy who has not really done a whole lot in the playoffs in his career mm-hmm. or even been to the playoffs that much in his career. And he's, yeah, he looked great tonight. Another thing that caught my eye is the Bucks shot well. They shot the ball well and lost by 11. Um, it was really the turnovers that destroyed them. But it's got to be a little concerning if you're Budenholzer that you went 16 for 35 from three and and you couldn't pull out a win. You know, you see 16. You'll take 16 for 35 well, every single night. I think the Heat came out with such a game plan on Giannis um, in terms of the group effort defending him because it wasn't just bam jay crowder did a good job of disrupting him igadala did a good job when he was in disrupting him um they showed so many bodies like anytime he had the ball and went to drive or post or do anything it looked like there was 50 guys on the floor guarding him because they the way that he only took 12 shots that's never going to happen again it can't uh, happen again for the Bucks. He missed Cannot. eight, and he went four for 12 from the free throw line. They missed 12 free throws as a team. So mm-hmm. just think about that. I mean, if he hits, I mean, even if he hits four more of those, it's now a seven-point game. They only, I mean, not even a seven-point win. Like, it's just at the end, maybe they have a bigger lead, a bigger cushion on their lead when Butler starts going off. It's just, that's rough. But he's not a good free throw shooter, so they can't bank on him getting to the line to get his points. He's going to have to get shots. He's going to have to get into the yeah. paint. I, I saw and one point. There, yeah. I don't know because I didn't see the final. I don't think the final numbers went up on NBA.com, but at one point in the fourth quarter, he only had four points in the paint. He he scored like 16 points in the paint a game this year. He led the NBA. I mean, that's where he gets busy. They need, hmm. they're going to have to turn the heat over more and get transition and make, and, and, and it's not like the heat scored a ton of points. But get out in transition and get him easy buckets somehow, mm-hmm. because I would I would say Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez probably had their best games of the playoffs offensively, and it just wasn't enough. Chris Middleton looked great. Um, that was the thing the the Bucks scored forty in the first quarter and looked really really good, and Spo just made sure his boys hung in there. Because it's not like Miami played bad defense in the first quarter. Milwaukee was knocking everything down, and Spolstra just they kept with their game plan, and it started to work. Um, Milwaukee scored 23 in the second, 23 in the third, and only 18 points in the fourth quarter. So that tells you the way the Heat are playing defense right now, and it's right. super impressive. And I think here here's the thing. I think coming in, there was no question how good this team was defensively to me. I mean, they're a great defensive team, and they're a great defensive coach with a bunch of athletic, tough guys who who are known as good defenders. Um, they needed forty from Jimmy to win. They needed all forty, even though it was an eleven point game. They needed all forty. 
including 13 in the last five minutes of the game. They needed Giannis to only take 12 shots, which is not going to happen much. You can't count on Goran for 27. Although in the playoffs, he's... He's a good... I'm not taking anything away from him. This year in the playoffs, he's been... I I mean, who knows when that this run of his ends. Yeah. But as of right now, he seems... I mean, Stan Van Gundy said at one point you could argue that he's their best offensive player. I heard that. That was... Okay, yeah. I guess from an offensive skill standpoint in the sense that he can shoot and he's patient and he can really get anywhere on the floor as a ball handler. I mean, who's better all around? Because Jimmy really is not a great shooter. I I like Jimmy Butler. I think... A lot I more don't. than most I people. Don't. Yeah. If, uh, if it's not clear already, I'm not a huge yeah. Jimmy Butler guy. <laughs> no, that, that comment, but I love Stan Van Cundy, but that comment surprised me. I think there's no question that Jimmy Butler's the best offensive player just because of his, I mean, he showed it tonight. Yeah, he, I mean, he can change he, the he game is. in the fourth quarter. I think Bam has a chance to be that because mm-hmm. of how talented and just f- how much of a freak he is. But he, yeah. Jimmy's, yeah, I mean, Jimmy's their best player, and, he, and this is what you need from a franchise player. I just don't know that I I believe in Jimmy to do. I mean, he's not going to have forty every night, but that I believe in Jimmy to do this. They're going to need more production for offensively from other guys than Jimmy and Goron to 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 have to win this series. Yeah, and of so, course, I so, think that's understood. But I also just I don't as good as their defense is, I just don't see a scenario where Giannis takes only twelve shots. And they only score 104 points. I mean, again, it's not like the Heat scored a ton of points and just blew them away. It was their defense. And they have a really good defense, but the Bucks are the Bucks. I mean, they're still a great team with a great offense and one of the best players in the NBA. I just feel like the Miami gave the Bucks what looked like, at least defensively, the best their best performance they could have given them. So the question now becomes for me is like, Coach Bud is not known as a great like adjustment guy in the playoffs. They've not been great. They, I mean, he's struggled. Um, the Heat had a week to prep for this series. The Bucks had a day. Uh, I mean, the Bucks, I guess, probably assumed they were going. You know, when they were up three one, and they probably started prepping for Miami. But if you look at the the days and the time off because of the 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 boycott, the Heat rested for a week. Um, and prep for a week. How, d- who makes the right adjustments? I mean, I, I still think the Bucks win this series, and I predicted it to be four two. So it's not shocking that the Heat got a game early. But the way they dominated them on defense is crazy. That was just super my, impressive. My my big takeaway was the the Bucks just still don't look sharp on offense. They shot the ball I, that, well, but the turnovers like they you just know don't what? look. They, they they coming into the series, they were leading the playoffs in turnovers. They, yeah, the, they, the Magic turned them over a lot too, which is yeah. which is pretty so, wild. I mean, that's just I'm, I don't want to overreact, but that has to be a concern. It's absolutely um, a concern. Yeah, it's absolutely a concern. Um, but we'll see. I mean, look good for. I, <laughs> I would love it to see, I would I would love to see the Heat upset the Bucks. I think it'd be cool because I do I most of the guys on that team I actually love. I just don't like Jimmy Butler. I love Eric Spolstra as a coach. I love Bam obviously. I love Duncan Robinson. I think they I, there's a lot of guys I really like on that team. I've just never been a big Jimmy guy, and I don't believe in him to get it done. So hopefully he proves me wrong. We'll see. 
a lot Fair of people. Yeah. A lot of people even now after tonight, a lot after last night, people are jumping on the bandwagon. So <laughs> that's an exciting uh, win. It really is. For, it's a fun for, series. It's it's good that they got the first one because you know now it's not like that Boston series where it's like, oh, this could be a sweep. Who knows? Yeah. Now we know like this is gonna be a fun series. Um. So we'll see that that'll be be interesting. I, I I can't wait to see how Giannis plays next game. That's huge. That is actually the 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 key. Like if they are able to play that kind of defense on Giannis next game, even if the Bucks win next game, but Giannis struggles again, that's going to be telling. Yeah, that's going to be you telling. Know, and you know, Spolster's game plan is to make it just as hard as can be physically on yeah. Giannis, mm-hmm. and yep. see if he can. This is what we were just talking about yesterday about him knocking on the door of that that sure. first tier. He's yeah. not there yet. He clearly is not there yet. Yeah. Uh, but this is a huge test this series. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, so we'll see heater up one Oh, good for them. Uh, they obviously covered, I had them to cover mm. you had yeah. the bucks. So I'll take that. Um, rockets thunder. This series would go to seven games. <laughs> um, I don't even know if it's a good series. Like the game, like, t- like not. last night's game was not fun. It's it kind was, of a mess. Yeah. It was sloppy. 41 turn the thunder won game six, one Oh four, one hundred, which is, absurdly low scoring for a Rockets game. Um, and you could say good defense, but I mean, 41 turnovers combined for both teams. Russell Westbrook had seven and they were seven of the ugliest turnovers I think I've ever seen. And he airballed a, a free throw line jumper with a, like a minute left it, in the game. His last two minutes were really, really bad and he, may have cost the Rockets this game. It may have cost um, them the series if they don't, I mean, it, he was horrible. Like as good a, as much of a positive impact as I thought he made in game five, he was the absolute opposite. Because some of these passes that he made, there it wasn't it had nothing just, to, it had yeah, nothing just, to do with the thunder. It no, was just dumb, not even lazy, just like just ill advised. I don't know. Sloppy one handed passes or just like ugh, it was so bad. I mean Yeah. Um and then like like I, I don't even like you got to give credit to CP3 because he just keeps they keep grinding. He had 28, Gallinari had 25, Lou Dort hit two threes. Hey, look, two threes from Lou Dort and they won by four. So, hey, no, no more shooting Dorts, you know? <laughs> Thank God for that. What I wanted to point out, uh, we had a conversation recently about plus minus and how it's not perfect, but sometimes it, it really can tell a story. And tonight you look at Chris Paul as plus 20. The next plus 20 and 40 minutes, the next closest guy is plus seven, Baisley. Yeah. Um, when Paul was on the floor, like he won that game for them. He he had some huge shots in the fourth quarter, but just all game long, you can see it right there in the box score. When he wasn't on the court, they were in trouble. Plus 20 with him on the court. I don't like the guy. I never really have been a Chris Paul fan. Uh, I just, I just not my guy, but uh, amazing game from him tonight. And you know, he's, he's fired up for game seven. His competitiveness is unbelievable, and it actually bothers me a little bit just because I feel like he intimidates referees and that sort of thing. But yeah, uh, I mean, I he's, I put he's him playing in, really I well. Put him and Jimmy Butler in a similar boat. Yeah, like the although I mean, Chris Paul's a first ballot Hall of Famer and arguably the best point guard ever, and he's definitely going to be the best point guard ever to never go to an NBA championship to even go to an NBA championship. Mm-hmm. Um, so not, I'm talking not strictly, magic, but just like, from a competitive I, standpoint and all that they're the two most competitive guys who don't win anything. Um, 
Yeah. Chris Paul's been further, but it was when he was with James Harden. So, um, it's, I wish I could, again, I mean, this, I actually, didn't I say before the series that I could see this series going seven because Chris Paul is going to try to stick it to his former team? Yeah. And that's what's happening here. Yeah. Um, huh. Well, that was a good prediction. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, Max. You said the Rockets were going to close it out tonight. Max. You blew Kid it. Kid doesn't know what he's talking about. No, I'm just kidding. We, I've confirmed that he's nine, by the way. Nine? Yeah. I'm impressed by Max. We well, need his pick I for was game imp- seven. I wasn't I, I, I impressed until he absolutely blew it. <laughs> <laughs> I need um, you to report back tomorrow with Max's pick so I can do the for opposite. For game seven? Just kidding. No, no. I'm going with whatever Max says. I'm going with whatever Max says. Yeah. Um... I just don't have a lot to say about that game. It was just ugly, not fun to watch. Harden still got buckets, but it just was like, eh, underwhelming. <laughs> underwhelming game six to turn it to send it to game seven. Like you'd think you'd be more excited about a series going right. to seven games, but I was just kind of like, all right, can we just get to that? that whoever makes it getting beat by the Lakers already. <laughs> it really know? does feel that way, unfortunately. Like I don't think either team has a shot. It couldn't um, be more, which this actually leads well into our picks, right? As a, you ready for this segue? It couldn't be more different of a game seven than Jazz Nuggets. Now that I'm excited for because holy moly, uh, and this one's a pick'em right now, or at least when I looked at the odds really? for this, yeah. So, I guess that makes sense. That means Vegas has no handle on it either, which means I have to go with Jamal Murray. Like I just have to. I got to yeah, pick. Legally, I, gotta, I do think I, you have to. I think everyone does. I got to go with Nuggets, and I got to say Jamal Murray's. It's Nuggets win. Nuggets move on. I'm going with the Jazz, and it's Go Bear. I think. I just think th- that Denver defense is so bad, and Go Bear makes the Jazz defense so much better. I think that's the difference in the game tomorrow. But who the hell knows? Jamal Murray, Murray could go for fifty again. I mean, I, what the hell's going on here? Right. I don't know. It's, I mean, they could both go for 50. We've seen it happen. Him and Donovan Mitchell, they could both go for 50. I I don't really know what the deciding factor is in this game, unless it's, well, I mean, if Denver continues to step up their defense in in the second half the way they have the last two games, then Denver has the edge. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's probably going to come down to which of these guys can continue to just go off. I think so. Yeah. And and I see Gobert as the one guy in the game that can maybe stop that. Um Denver to in, to me does not have that guy. Doesn't have anywhere close to it. Yeah, no. Um So you wait. So who are you taking? You taking I'm, the Jazz? I'm taking the Jazz. Yeah. Oh. I thought legally you had to take the Nuggets. No, cuz I haven't issued any apologies. Oh, I have you to. You issued the apology. Legally, you have to. Because legally, you- I have to because I issued an apology to Jamal Murray. Yeah. Got it. As soon as I issue an apology and Game 7 pops up, I have to take that team. That's just it. the way it works. Um, all right. So we'll see. And then we have this one. This was another intern line, I think. <laughs> um, Celtics, Raptors. The Raptors are minus one and a half still. How? That can't be right. What what are they seeing? What what, what is the Vegas seeing there? I don't know. 
I mean, I'm absolutely taking the Celtics with a point and a half. Yeah, I mean, how could you not after what we saw last game? Maybe they're anticipating that the Raptors are actually good and they're going to have a huge bounce back game. Or maybe Vegas doesn't overreact to crazy shit like I do. But I don't think I am. I think the Celtics I really think that that game was about as dominant as it gets. Yeah. Like I yeah, it it wasn't even close. Um that's a weird one. I, I think I'll I'll put ten grand on that. No, no, I'm I'll put ten dollars on it. It sounds pretty good. I mean, you're pretty close to Jersey. You just drive up there and <laughs> yeah, I could. Or over, over the there or wherever. Um I think the I do still think the Raptors will win a game or two in this series, or maybe even three. They could turn it around. I just it's just a weird line coming off of that first game. Yeah. I would have guessed Celtics minus three, three and a half. That's what I that's after, I'm that's excited how... to watch the Celtics because of how much I like Jalen Brown now. Mm-hmm. And I love Kemba. I worked I mean, I was with Kemba for the first five years of his career in Charlotte. So I mean that's one of my guys, but I'm re- I really like watching Jalen Brown play. Suddenly, he's really. I, I just me. like I, I like watching their defense is just all over the place. Um, like I made the point yesterday, they're like the Rockets in terms of energy, but really good defenders as well. And uh, it's like they're just suffocating. The Raptors had no chance last game. Right. Um, now watch Toronto will come out win this by ten, and I'll be completely confused. But I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. All right. Well. We'll, uh, we shall see tonight. These two game slates, they really give us time to unpack games, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm sort of digging the two game slates. I thought I was yeah. going to miss four games, but, um, so we'll see what happens tonight. Um, there's so one thing I want to just talk about real quick before we wrap up. Um, the NBA has been so good over the past week or so just deal with everything right they were great with the with handling the boycotts and then uh over the last three days or few days we've had all these guys passing away these influential people right chadwick boseman lute olson cliff robinson and the league did a great job obviously got to commend them them for the way they they honored all those guys before the games and the turner guys the way they honored them in their during their pre and post and half games and stuff. Um, and I, I know I didn't mention those guys yesterday, but I, I have to mention them today because I want to talk about, and we found out today that John Thompson passed away. Um, for those that are mainly NBA fans and don't know, but if you're a basketball fan and you don't know, then you are not really a basketball fan. Uh, John Thompson former coach of Georgetown, first black head coach to win a, a national championship, coached Alonzo Mourning, Dikembe Mutombo, um, Patrick Ewing, saved Allen Iverson's life. I mean, he, he's been one of those frontline guys for, you know, social and racial issues forever since you know, since you, that's what he's, he's almost known for speaking out on those issues more than being a coach, his, his personality. Um, I met John Thompson once in DC. Um, 
my roommate, one of my roommates at Florida State, play. He was a graduate assistant. He played for John Thompson, or he he was he played at Georgetown for the guy who took over for Big John, but knew was close with John because he recruited him, and he was still close to the program, and he knew his son and whatnot. Um, so I went to D.C. to visit my friend after when I was at, once I was in Charlotte. We went to this high school tournament. It was a pretty big high school tournament. It was it was when Andrew Wiggins was a senior, and Wiggins, this was when he was supposed to be like this transcendent player, Maple Junior, right? Yeah, and so I mean a lot of uh, yeah Maple Jones, Maple <laughs> Junior, um, a lot of big time obviously. If he's in the tournament, and it was like an it wasn't an AAU tournament. It was like some weird like. I don't remember what it was because I'm not into high school basketball, but like it was Team Can Team Canada versus Team USA versus you know it was like Nash Junior National teams almost. It was like a weird I don't know what it was. So a lot of big time talent, a lot of big time coaches. Um, my first coach I ever worked for Leonard Hamilton was there. So when so I was sitting with my roommate Joe who played at Georgetown and Coach Ham. There's a bunch of other coaches there. Uh, John Thompson third was there. Everyone's obviously there to recruit um and at one point we're standing sort of off the the sideline and john thompson walks in big john huge big guy big presence these are some of the most influential coaches in all of college basketball stop recruit stop what they're doing right and if you're if you're if you're a college coach and you're there to recruit andrew wiggins which coach ham was you want him to see you watching him all game. Like, you want him to know that he's wanted. Coach Ham, obviously JT3, a number of other coaches stopped what they were doing, stopped watching games. The games went on. Immediately walk right over to Big John. They all say what's up to him. And instantly, he's holding court, just telling stories. Just like shooting the shit, telling stories, busting balls with people, just commanding a room of some of the most biggest coaches in college basketball in the middle of this tournament where the future number one pick is playing and these guys are supposed to be recruiting him. His his presence. And I met him. Literally, Joe introduced me, and I said hello, and that was it. And then I just stood back, and it was just cool to even be near the circle of coaches that were just like – and if you know coaches, coaches love to talk. Right, they love to talk. They were they all shut up and just listen to John talk. And I, I, the reason I bring up that story is because everyone's telling their stories of him as a person. I, I worked for some of the obviously most influential people in the history of sports. And there's very few people that I ever came across in my time working in the NBA or college basketball that had the presence and the respect of their peers the way he did it was to this day i remember that story it's such a small little thing that most people would be like oh this wasn't that big of a deal but to me it always stuck out because i was like damn dude there's a lot of coaches that people respect as coaches that they wouldn't just stop everything they're doing like i worked for larry brown larry i'm pretty sure he wouldn't have like a gang of people huddled around him just listening to him tell stories. His stories are probably pretty good, but I just don't think people feel that way about it. It just stuck out to me 
I was like, damn, man, this guy is the the real. I mean, he's legit. He's a legend. And it was just a cool time, cool to meet him and cool to have been in his presence for that moment um, in time. So it was sad. I was sad when I heard that, um, but glad that every single person that talks about him talks about him in such a positive way. So obviously thoughts, his family and all the Georgetown. I mean, I worked with Patrick Ewing for two years in Charlotte. I'm sure he's struggling right now because that's, you know, that was his guy and, so my thoughts to everyone who was close to him and man, we just need, uh, we need some positivity here going forward. We need this, this week particularly to, to get done cause it's, it's been rough, but I just wanted to remember him because, you know, I obviously met him and he, he meant a lot to the game. All, all these guys did, but I specifically had that story about him. So I wanted to share that. Um, so great stuff. Yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, appreciate it. So that that's it um, for this episode. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, we're still working on a day for this bonus deuce. We're still going to do the bonus deuce for the Mavericks. Um, and we got Zaz later in the week. But um, I'm I'm pumped for this Jazz Nuggets game tonight. I'm 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 I'm, I'm torqued up. Worked up. There we go. That's a great way to end it. I'm worked up. Yeah, I'm ready to roll. All right, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Later.